Hey, what's up, friend? It is Sam Altieri. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I am a coach and an author and a speaker, and I am so stoked you're here to help you heal your relationship with food and your body. If you've ever struggled with your weight, with body image, with food, you are in the right place. It is something that I struggled with for years and years and years, and after helping hundreds of women overcome their food and body image struggles, you are next. I am so stoked to bring you all the strategies, all the tools all the mindset work to help you feel confident in your body again so you can take your life back be unstoppable be confident be a freaking badass because that's what you truly are and this podcast is exactly for you i'm so stoked to bring it to you and i'm so grateful you are here now let's dive into the episode and i'm so excited to see you transform another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have a friend and client, Laura, and Laura is a marriage and family mental health clinician. She is one of the most badass epic humans I know um, that I have had the pleasure of coaching. And I wanted to invite her on because she has been such a pleasure to coach and work with for the past six Six, six or seven months. And a topic, uh, a conversation that we had recently sparked this podcast. And I wanted to invite her on um, to share her experience and to really open up the conversation. So hi, Laura. I am so excited to have you here. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. I, I love it. It's, it's exciting for me. So yay. yay. Um, so for everyone listening, why don't you share just like a little bit about you? Um, you could talk about the progress you've made working with me, kind of where you are in your relationship with your body and food, and then we can dig in. Sure. Um, so you and I have been working together for about six months months, I think. And prior to that, of course, I was following you on Insta and listening to your podcast and I just loved it. And, um, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to work with you was just your energy and your, your enthusiasm and how much you want to help people. Um, and it's one of the reasons I continue to love working with you. Um, (laughs) yeah, as I, as, as you said, so like working through my relationship with food and my body, it's funny because over the past six months, I'm not where I was when I started, but I'm not where I thought I would be either. Um, when I started working with you, it was, you know, wanting to feel more confident in my body, losing some body fat, um, trying to get back into my what I call my tiny pants, um, which are like my, I'll say like size sixes. Um, and so like really focused on that. And then we've been, you know, we started working together and really started getting into a lot of the mental work with that and got to a really good place with my progress, um, mentally and physically. And then, Mm -hmm. 
I, I love the description you gave, which was a spiral. And I spiraled. And I think as much as it felt like going down in a lot of ways, it was spiraling up. Like mm -hmm. mentally, I was leveling up. It just looked different than how I thought it would in my body, which meant that I actually really stepped back from the fear of healing my relationship with food um, and embraced it. And that has actually led to a regression in the physical progress in the sense that I've put back on some weight, um, but I'm in a different, and I would say probably, a, no, I would say definitely a better mental and emotional headspace um, and even starting to accept my body in a way that I honestly before I wouldn't. So yeah, that's so beautiful. And your your um progress with overeating and binging obviously too has significantly yeah. decreased. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so um as you and I I think we talked about last time I'm no longer binging because I'm keenly aware. It's active mm. Excuse me. It's like actively and purposefully overeating some things, um, but whether that's because it tastes really freaking good, because <laughs> it's like, life and donuts I'm are amazing. This. this is amazing. Yes, like this is amazing. We're eating this. Um, we're out of dinner, and this is great. Um, or it's retraining myself and reminding myself that I have that permission to eat those things. Mm. And so, you know, as as we've talked about in part of healing, you know, the relationship with food is building that trust back up in yourself. And honestly, really realizing the amount of trust I didn't have for myself. And so there have been a lot of evenings, afternoons where I'm like, you're not really hungry right now, you're full, mm -hmm. but I'm going to keep eating this because I really want it. And like, I don't trust, I, I don't trust that I'm going to let myself keep having it. So I need to allow myself to have it mm -hmm. and then getting to that point where I'm able to say, okay, like I'm done. I'm putting you off to the side now. Yeah. Okay. And, and trying to come back and even looking at each day and saying like, okay, mm -hmm. like you say with the four tires, right? Like one off track thing doesn't mean everything has to fall off track. And that's something I've truly, truly embraced is that like, okay, maybe I had like a lot of, maybe I had dessert as dinner, but like, look at what you did for breakfast and lunch and look at your going, you went for a walk and you, you know, you've kept up with your water, you're getting sleep. Like these are other ways that you're taking care of yourself and embracing that. Um, yeah, as well. that's so beautiful. I think like the spiral that you were talking about is like, for you guys listening, it's like the way that I talk about work, work with me, but also just work and healing is, is that it's a spiral. There's periods of expansion and learning and oh my goodness, like your, your mind gets blown, right? And you're like, whoa. And then there's periods what feel like, like restriction and collapse. And it's like, the weight and heaviness of all of the beliefs that you maybe have bought into or all of the things you've been doing that haven't served you. And you're going to constantly go in that spiral and it's the um, duration, the intensity and the frequency in which it happens is a really good way to monitor your progress because like this work is forever and it just, it gets easier and it gets less heavy and it just becomes oh this is a trigger cool recognized it i'm aware cool i'm not gonna spiral out of control and i think like laura for you what you're saying is like 
you're now aware before you would binge and now it's like controlled overeating because a it's either fucking delicious which hell yeah that's what life's about is enjoying (laughs) um or b going from a place of restriction to permission and there is going to be that acclimation period where you give yourself permission around foods where it might be actually harder to listen to your fullness cue because for so long you ignored your fullness cue right so it's like relearning and re-listening to your body and understanding what does fullness mean and that definitely has the like it's the messy phase before you find that balance yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so excited for you. Um, and it's been so beautiful watching you make all this progress. And I always say like that all the clients I work with, you included, have all taught me something and um, have helped me in my own healing journey as well. And I think, Laura, you do such an incredible job at acknowledging yourself for the wins. And as soon as you mess up or make a mistake or whatever, you don't harp on it and beat yourself up and like shove yourself into the ground you're like all right I did this thing and I also went for a walk and talked to my husband and you know like you always have that and and that is such a beautiful skill that I just want you to cultivate and you guys listening like take more as an example when you do mess up think like add the word and to it and Mm -hmm. then fill in the blank of like what else did you do today what, what were some wins? Cause you, you weren't just a failure, you know, like <laughs> you didn't just make a mistake. That's not all you are. Um, so really acknowledging yourself. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. And yeah. I would say too, like, I think something that's resonated with me and actually, um, you've, I think you've said this before too. And also somebody else I listened to, um, Jordan Syed likes to say, like, you cannot fuck this up. Like, right. and that's something that again, like really embracing that and realizing like, you might have an off day. You might have, you know, you, you might have that period of time where you're like, I'm eating the things or I'm not moving my body as much, or I'm, you know, not getting as much sleep and that's okay. Like you, if you keep coming back, if you keep trying, um, you can't fuck it up. Like there's no, the only way to fuck it up is to say, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the only way to fuck it up is to quit. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, you can always slow down. And I think that's something that maybe we can kind of tailor the conversation into, which is um, when life gets crazy, like sometimes healing your relationship with food, sometimes your relationship with food changes. Sometimes your body changes. um, And often you're like, we are so fixated on us, like as a society on weight loss and being smaller and losing that we kind of totally miss out on the rest of our life, or we're not even aware of all the other stressors or all the other goals that we have in our life besides maybe losing weight, but more importantly, having a healthier relationship with food, which takes energy and effort and time and a fuck ton of patience and practice. (laughs) Yeah. It's a moment. It really does. Yeah. So I, w- I would love to hear, um, we were texting, I think it was like a week or two ago about, um, how you just bought a house and right. And, and like yeah, a lot of things moved. have changed we're or you moved. Red we red moved. Red. Yeah. Red space. Yeah. Which is a huge change. Um, and, and all of these changes happening in your life and that like you were expressing that you know, some of the work that you've been doing 
on your relationship with food you felt like had regressed a little bit right or like mm-hmm. you're like oh I may have gained a little weight and like I'm not really sure what's going on and so yeah. we kind of dug into that um and I'd be curious to hear kind of like where you're at right now and then we can kind of open up the discussion yeah so um Something that was, so, so as we were getting ready to move, I'm a big, <laughs> I love those opportunities to get rid of shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so cathartic. Yes. Um, and we were talking about, I had this, I'm, so we had a one closet, one bedroom closet, and my husband has more clothes than I do. Um, so <laughs> part of the strategy to maintain was I store my seasonal stuff in a suitcase, but I also store it with my other clothes, um, meaning my like clothes from when I first started losing weight and um, also clothes from my smallest sizes. And I was like, you know what, this is a time, like you need to go through this stuff. Um, the largest clothes that I have, I haven't fit into in probably like four years. And I've been holding on to as mm. like in this little back reminder of like, well, what if, like, what if you do, mm-hmm. um, you know, or we want to have, we want to have kiddos. So I was like, you could wear them as maternity clothes. <laughs> But like, why are you going to hold on to those? Like you can buy new, you can buy shit. Like, and I realize that that is privilege and I want to throw out there, like I do, I am aware I do have thin privilege. I have the privilege of being able to go and size up in stores, um, you know, or being able to go and buy new things because I know a lot of people cannot do that. Um, so but kind of going through and I was like, you're holding on to these clothes. It's like a security blanket and you need to mm. let them go. Like that is not you anymore. You're not going to be that person. Um, and then also as hard as it was like doing the same thing with my smaller clothes and saying like the fit, the stress and pressure that I would feel like even just looking at them, mm. like the anxiety that it brought up, like, Oh my gosh, am I going to fit into these? Can I wear these again? Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to wear these again. So like, and that was feeling like every time I would look at them and I was, I was like, you do not have to get yourself back into these clothes. Like maybe it is not in your best interest to try and squeeze yourself back into these clothes. So like, let them go, be done with them. Um, and so I went through that suitcase and I just started like pulling those things. And I was just like, that's it. Like we can get, you know, we can donate these. They will serve somebody else. You no longer need them. Um, which was really, really, it was empowering. And it, it certainly lightens the load. Like it just even from not only physical place, but from a mental and emotional place. Like it was like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. You're my body. I mean, I would say I'm always within now at this point, like 10, 15 pounds, you know, of where I, where I've been over the past four years. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is pretty much where your body has settled for right now. Like, so I felt comfortable to giving those things up. Um, and that also provided me with a bit of comfort in the sense that I was able to say like, okay, you're going on this journey. You've, you've regained some of some weight, but you still fit into your clothes. I mean, the clothes that I wear right now, which is nothing, (laughs) nothing too tight on the tummy, but, um, it's still like, I still can wear my, I can still wear my clothes. And so kind of realizing like your body is in this space. It's okay. 
right now, maybe the goal isn't the physical progress. Maybe it is really focusing in and zeroing in on the mental and emotional progress. And Mm. that has been terrifying for me. Even when we started working together, like uh, in the back of my head, as I was like, okay, I'm healing my relationship with food. Like I made it to that certain point. And then, like you said, you know, the spiral. And I was like, nope, this is the next, this is the next level. Like you have to, you have to truly embrace if you're going to heal your relationship with food, you have to embrace what that means, whether that means weight gain, whether that means eating things that you tell yourself you're not allowed to eat because they will eat, they will make you fat or you will never stop eating them or you will overdo it um, all the time. And just really allowing myself to say, you, you're, you're going to heal. And the hope is that by healing, you know, or continuing to heal, like, like you said, it's a little less, right? It's a little less emotional baggage. There's no more binging. It's my body will be where it is. And I will be able to, you know, I say normal, cause I, this is what I imagine, like go out and eat and like, not think about what am I going to have to do to make that go away? Or what should I have gotten or get the salad. So then that way you can eat, you know, half a dozen donuts later and be, be, be okay with that. (laughs) Be okay with that decision. (laughs) Um, you know, or, or those kinds of things and just really being able to enjoy the food and enjoy the company and be present. And that's something, you know, when we first started that was, that was a big part of my why. Um, and I, and I've gotten to a decent place with that, but yeah, like I just, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, just trying to heal that. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I think like the main thing I'm hearing you say is like, there's, there's less pressure and less pressure to be somewhere or in some body that you're not in right now, yeah. right? Like holding on to either the past or anticipating the future so much at the expense of your present circumstance and like present happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you can't be present because you're always thinking about like, well, I was there. And as soon as I fit into these clothes, right. Or like, mm-hmm. oh my God, well, I should eat a salad with nothing on it so that I can go eat donuts later. Instead of just being like, you know what? I want a fucking sandwich or I want pasta or whatever I want right now. Mm-hmm. And I can do so and eat it in moderation in an amount that feels good. And yeah. then <laughs> if I want a donut, I can, you know what I mean? Like you're able yeah. to take each situation very presently and intentionally. Well, and getting into that place too, where I love how you were saying, like, if I want, whereas before for me, that was never a question. It was like, no, you're going to want the donuts because once you allow your, once I made up my mind to say like, yes, you can have this. And I think I heard um, your previous guest talk about this and her chronic overeating was like, once I had started that conversation of like, oh, maybe I'll allow myself. No, it's like, okay, you're eating donuts. Well, you're eating all the donuts until you're sick of donuts then. Like Mm. you're going for it, right? Whereas now it is really saying like, okay, you've allowed yourself to have donuts enough that you can trust. If you want a donut, you're going to eat the donut, but it's also okay for you to say, I really, I don't want the fucking donut. Like this meal was really good and I can just like be done with eating. yeah and walk away so allowing myself to change in that way as well as rather than saying like no I'm the girl who always eats dessert or always has to have something like 
Maybe you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. maybe if you know, you can always eat something. Well, then there's no pressure to, to eat it when it's offered because you can have it anytime. Yeah. How empowering is that? I literally just did that again with, um, cornbread really fucking random but i love cornbread um and i was like yo i'm gonna make the most amazing cornbread and i think i had it at like every meal for like probably four days in a row and like the first day i had like three pieces and then the second day i had like three pieces and then like day three i had like one piece day four i was like this isn't actually that good anymore right and it's like i had no need to eat the whole entire loaf But in Mm -hmm. the past, I would have been like, oh, I can only eat one piece, right? And then, like, I would have made this, like, rule for myself, and then, Mm -hmm. but I wanted more than one, and so it would have turned into me eating, like, 10 pieces (laughs) in one day, (laughs) because I wasn't just, like, allowing myself and focusing on what I wanted now, instead of thinking, well, if I eat more than one slice now, what's going to happen then, right? Like, so there's, there's the worry that feeds into the present Mm-hmm. like action right yeah. yeah or like from and for me it would be like okay you're allowing yourself to have this today so you can't have this again and you have to you have to make up for it in some sort of way so which leads to the all or nothing thinking right which leads to the binging it's like oh okay i'm only going to have the cornbread today like i'm only allowed to, so i'm going to eat the fucking loaf because can't get i'm it only again. allowed to have it today like i can't have it tomorrow so i have mm-hmm. to eat it all today you know, because now it's like, I've been doing it with chocolate chip cookies and like, I've literally got a bunch of them in the freezer now. And I'm just like, okay, you can literally, you literally have these here. You can have them anytime you want. Like Mm -hmm. there's, they're not going to go anywhere. And I have to remind myself, they're not going to go anywhere, Laura. Like, unless you eat them or you throw them out or you do something, something to them, they're not going anywhere. So like you have those. So then that way that reptilian brain, right. That's like, or that, because we've talked about that too, that that piece, it's like, okay, you got to get, like, you got to have it. You got to have it right now. Like that super primal sense of urgency. I'm like, whoa, slow down. Like you don't because you have it right here, you mm-hmm. know? And you've mentioned yeah. that before too. And like, I have Cadbury eggs in my Amazon cart, have never once ordered them, but like they are on my list because I'm like, if you want that, it's like as a reminder. And sometimes I see them every time I scroll through, I'm like, you've got those there. Mm, I don't need to order them. Like, I don't really, I know I can have them anytime I want to now. Like, I don't need them. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's like, that's such a different headspace than you were in when we first started together. Like, I mean, like tenfold, right? Like, Mm -hmm. talk. I would love to hear a little bit about like how you've made those, like these shifts, how you've gone from either future, like the destination addiction, which is, I've talked about this, like where you're so focused on getting there that you Mm -hmm. miss out on your entire life and like you never actually get there because as soon as you get there you want more and that like I'm satisfied with where I'm at and eager for more Mm -hmm. or trying to be where you were right like when you were in a smaller body or whatever or when you weighed less or when whatever that was how have you um like what are the shifts and what are the reframes that have helped you become more present in your experience That's a really good question. Um, I think part of it, honestly, has been circumstance. Like we, you know, certainly with COVID and everything going on, like that's been a lot. Um, You know, as you mentioned before, too, I'm also a therapist. And so 
that that in and of itself also carries a large weight with it and it's an honor and a, and a privilege that i have but trying to help people navigate their fear their concern their depression their mental health and then also add in a worldwide pandemic on top of that and like the flavor of the month because we've literally had something else happen every month and me trying to process that on my own as well mm. Um, is, is a lot. And then just like with moving and we've had family members who have been sick and just like everything else going on, I got to a place where I think I was just truly like, I can't, I cannot mm. hold myself in this space anymore where it's, you have to be on a hundred percent of the time, or you mm. have to always be on track. Like it got to a place where I was give myself a little bit of grace, a little bit of slack and compassion and say, focus on what you can. Like I am great at, and I love my routine and my structure. I'm great at working out in the morning. I don't miss workouts. I don't, I, for me, and it used to be to punish myself. Now it's to see, see what strength I have and what I can accomplish. And, um, in some cases be in awe of like my body and what it's capable of doing and just to enjoy myself, to give myself a little bit of time. Um, so throughout this, I've been doing that. I've still been moving my body, but it was recognizing like, uh, you know what, the amount of time it takes to meal prep, to grocery shop, to plan my meals, to track my meals, to always, and then always kind of having that mental kind of, I'm going to say like chess game anticipation of like, oh, okay, a craving kicked in. Nope. Don't, don't give into that craving or like, okay, like you have this event coming up. So like you have to eat in order to, you know, for the next two weeks to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. It was just, it took its toll. And it was like, I can't, I can't do that. It's, you gotta, you gotta let something go. And like, yeah. I don't want to let, you know, I don't, I would much rather focus on my being present and mental health and emotional health and say, look, this is where you're at. How can you get through this? And if that means eating takeout or comforting yourself with food, you're fucking comforting yourself with food and you're eating the takeout and that's okay. And, mm -hmm. and, and then being curious about it. And I think that was huge. Like, you know, and it's, that started with vacation. Like when I would send you guys pictures and I was like, I'm not hungry and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and that feels weird. And then I would be like, I really want a turkey sandwich. And like, <laughs> I would never let myself have turkey sandwiches. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, the bread, like you can't eat the bread. Like, yeah. And then being like, no, you're allowed to have a turkey sandwich and being like, wow, this is really fucking good. Like I love, who knew turkey and Gouda together is amazing. Like I'm just going to eat a turkey and Gouda sandwich, you know, like I'm good and being satisfied with that and, yeah. and allowing myself to be satisfied with that and be like, okay, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to throw in a ton of veggies. I like to have some, but some meals you don't want veggies and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, when we would order takeout, there were times where I was like, again, those turkey sandwiches came up and I'm like, I'm going to have a turkey sandwich. Or, you know, my husband would be like, Hey, let's get pizza. And I'm like, I want something lighter. Like, can I have, mm. I would like to have a sal salad. Panera is one of my go-tos. I'm like, I would like to have like a turkey sandwich and a salad from Panera instead. Like, 
You pick two, you know, baby. Want to order pizza? Like mm-hmm. you go for it, but I'm that's what I want, and I'm gonna have that. And giving myself that permission to be like, just because somebody else wants something, and my husband is very, very supportive. And I will say he's very supportive. He's very compassionate, has ton of patience with me. And it's very much like, if you want Panera, I will happily go get you Panera. I just want the two of us to be eating out together. Like if you, whatever you want, you get like, um, and I'll be like, you get the pizza. Like, that's fine. You know what? Can I have a bite? It does look good. Like I'll have a bite of your pizza. And then leaving it at that and just kind of allowing it to be so, but really being curious, a lot of curiosity and a lot of like trying to challenge these beliefs I've held about myself. Um, and the fear, like challenging Mm -hmm. the fear and really being able to say like, you can't, you can't mess this up. Like, okay, fine. You're, you know what, like you ate these things, but like, let's trust, let's have some faith in, in what you have learned and your body. Cause as you know, you say it too all the time, like our bodies are so fucking smart, like trust your body. She's mm-hmm. telling you something like honor that don't, when you, when you fight that, that is when things kick up. So yeah. if you just honor it and you just listen and trusting that. And it's been going through this process. I think it was right after you and I spoke a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago when I was like, when this was first happening and I was like, okay, felt good the first week. Now I'm starting to feel crappy with like all the food that I'm eating. Right. And you were like, yeah, but like, why are you like, why are you judging yourself for that? Why are you, you know, like if you want the ice cream, eat the ice cream. Why is that a bad thing? Why are you like beating yourself up about that? And trusting and and then I started to feel and it's been slow but oh you know what the next like this these past few days oh I haven't been that hungry okay all right some Mm -hmm. days I'm hungrier than others who would have known like yeah maybe that's okay you don't have to eat you know 1600 calories every day if you feel like 1300 one day and 1800 the next who would have guessed like (laughs) (laughs) So allowing yourself to experiment with hunger and allowing myself to, um, trust and be like, I I was, I didn't trust that I would have those days where I'd be like, what if I don't ever crave a vegetable or what if I I don't ever want a salad again? And so then I gained back, you know, um, prior to you and I working together, I had lost, you know, I'm going to say between 70 and 80 pounds and I've kept that off. Right. So it's really this last 20 pounds, I would say that I, and I lost it, but when I lost it, I gained an eating disorder and I gained body dysmorphia and so much anxiety. So the gains were not worth the losses. Dude, Um, I can relate so hard. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It was like, it was not worth it. And I've, and I've said this to my husband before I've said this to my sister and friends and family who were like, Oh my gosh, I want to lose so much weight or I want to lose weight. And I'm like, you, you know, the other side of that, that people don't talk about that you don't see is what does it cost you? There's mm-hmm. always a cost. And, yeah. and yes, some of the change, like the lifestyle changes I made, you know, was incorporating vegetables, incorporating more movement. It was all natural diet and exercise, literally. Um, but 
to get to that much smaller place, I had to go so much harder and I went down such a rabbit hole that I'm still in awe sometimes. Like when I look back at old posts or when I look at old <clears throat> journal entries or photos of myself and I'm like, Alicia, did you not see how tiny you were? No. Yeah. Cause I remember looking at pictures and being like, you got a little bit more you could lose, you know, like, or kind of like just in the celebration right people were like oh my gosh you look so great like oh I love like you're so hard working you're so you have so much discipline so much willpower mm -hmm. like I can't let these people down yeah <laughs> and, and that feels good <laughs> yeah that like that validation right of like yeah. you get validated on the very thing that's like it it's the um like, I mean, I've struggled, you know, my past too, like with binge eating and body dysmorphia and orthorexia and it's, it never being enough, right? Like when you were at your smallest and when I was at my smallest, I felt fat, right? Yeah. Like that was, I, I could see every single fucking muscle in my back. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, that's what dieting culture teaches us and society generally is like, yeah. you're not small enough, right? right? Like you're not fit enough. You're not strong enough. You're not this enough. Yeah. And it's like, that's the cost of not establishing what your definition of health and what your truth is previous to going down a weight loss journey. Like I am right. such a, I think it's great if you want to lose weight, cool, but ask yourself why, mm -hmm. right? Like if it's to get the external validation, if it's to feel beautiful, if it's to feel confident, it's like, no. No, you can do all those things right fucking now. You don't need to lose weight to do that. You yeah. can own and accept where you are and rock it. And then want to come from a place, which is the place that you're at now, which is like, I actually just want to take care of myself. Like, yeah. I just want to nourish myself. I don't want to eat a half a dozen donuts because I'm going to feel like shit. And yeah. it's not because it's however many calories. It's like, no, right. I don't want to be like sitting on the couch, like constipated, feeling like crap, right. <laughs> bloated. Not, not wanting to move or, and you know, but being so comatose, like tired, but then being yeah. like, shit, I can't lay down. Cause then everything's going to come back. Right. Like, you know? yeah. like, yeah. uh, and it's, I think it's the shift, like everything that you've been saying and everything that I stand for is like the shift from getting out of your head and into your body, right? Like not eating from your head, eating from your body. And you guys listening, like wherever you are in your relationship with food, like ask yourself, like, who do you listen to? Do you listen to your body or do you listen to your mind, right? Your mind is a fucking crazy place. And if you aren't super hyper aware of all of the beliefs, subconscious or not, they will run the show. And when we shift to a place of a body and like tuning into our body and starting to feel things and notice sensations like hunger and fullness and cravings and all the things, it's really fucking smart. It tells us exactly what we need and we can respect our hunger and fullness and we don't want to binge eat or overeat. But we're, we have so many beliefs about this food is bad. This food is good. Shouldn't eat too much of this. Shouldn't eat after 6 p.m. How many meals should I eat? Like there's so many shoulds that are like, what the fuck? Like what, how are you eating before dieting was a thing, right? Like think about when you were five years old and maybe you didn't even know what diets were then um, or if you were fortunate enough to, to not grow up in a home where there was any issues around food, like if you just ate quote unquote normally, you didn't right. think about it. It's because you didn't think about it, right? You listened to your body. 
And it's like when we can make that shift, that is literally where all the magic happens. And I think that's where you are right now, which is like relearning those um, sensations and those feelings and finding that delicate balance between like healthy food freedom, which is like, I can have, I can choose to have any type of food at any time, but I don't want to eat everything all the time because I'm going to feel like crap. Mm-hmm. versus the like rebellious food freedom which is like fuck it I can have anything I want at any time because I have full permission and then you like feel like crap because you just there, there's like overindulgence and like too much permission and like you have you have no structure and idea of like what your body actually is just saying <laughs> yeah and I'm like nodding a lot I I'm in that I'm definitely in that place where I'm starting to look at too and I'm like you know okay just because you can have this now, now it's taking it a little bit further, taking it a step further and saying, okay, now do I choose to eat this now? Mm. Or am I in a place where I'm able to say like, okay, you know, you can have this whenever you want, but like, do you, do you really want to have this now? Or can you say no? And, um, trust and again, starting to trust that and knowing that I'm going to make mistakes because I'm learning, um, mm. you know, and I think something that you were taught, you touched upon in that is really paying attention to your body and your why. And when I first started losing weight, I was my heaviest, I was almost 250. Um, and that my goal was to get to about 200 pounds or at least what my blood work, where my blood work would look healthy at the time. Um, whatever weight that would be. And around 200 pounds, I, so I had lost about 50 pounds, my blood work, everything was healthy. Like, so I was healthy and that was the whole reason that I had started. And then I kind of, from there, gradually grew to where I was like, okay, well, I want to be able to run and I Mm -hmm. want to be able to do a half marathon. And I did that, which was awesome. But I was probably about 175 when I did that. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's no, and the the reason I say that is because everybody, obviously everybody's body is different. Every size is different, but like I was I was in a, he- a larger body for me and I was still doing these things. I was still healthy. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got to the place where I was like, I was probably between 150 and 160. And I was like, okay, no, now I want to get small. Like now I want to mm-hmm. be, you know, that size six, that size four, like, and the why shifted and turned, I'm going to say like dark, <laughs> like, like it, when I lost, I lost the why and it wasn't to be healthy. It was to fit an aesthetic that diet culture has told us that we have to be, um, maybe like your why shifted from internal to external. Yes. Yeah. And anytime, and I've noticed anytime my, my why becomes external from, from me, um, that is when I am my most critical. I'm my most perfectionistic. I'm my most negative towards myself and restrictive. And when I'm more internal and I'm able to say, do I feel good in my body? Do I feel, am I happy with my body? Do I, I feel healthy? Am I healthy? then I'm much kinder to myself. I'm much more compassionate. I'm willing to have that grace. And that body does not look, and I will say, because I've done this now enough cycles that I I would say, my body that I feel my best and the body that I want to to look my best, and I'm putting that in quotes, Mm -hmm. do not match. And I'm starting to accept that maybe 
I need to let go of what I what that ideal body for me would be and and allow myself to embrace what it truly might be and that might be where I'm at now it might be five or ten pounds lighter it may be five or ten pounds heavier or 20 pounds I don't know but um you know I'm really starting to learn that and I think what's really helped also with that was getting my period back like yes like two years and that all came you from just got back. it back what in like three like a month ago, ago a month ago yeah. which yeah. is so amazing which is so exciting because it was gone for two years and yeah. just for everybody out there too like that was not from the significant weight loss that was the last 20 pounds that was the mm. last 20 pounds to get to my smallest size which I did. I got to my smallest, which was like just one under 140 um, in like May of 2019. Mm -hmm. I regained the weight by October of 2019. Like I could not maintain and had been in recovery. So from uh, basically October, 2019 to now, and I just now got a period. So like it takes your body a long time for even a small amount of weight loss. Like if it's, if you have pushed your body past whatever point it feels safe, yeah, it takes time for it to feel safe again. And like, and that was me putting back on a couple of pounds, like, and being able to say, okay, like, clearly your body is saying like, Hey bitch, I'm, I'm feel safest here. Like <laughs> you fucking with me. I'm going to keep taking this away. You want to start a family. Like, come on, get your head on board. Like your head needs to be in a place where you're able to say, all right, this is what my body needs. This is what my body wants. And I'm going to listen to her rather than this fucked up version of myself and diet culture that I have like sucked in and like harnessed and said Mm -hmm. and and fed myself 24 seven for the past two years and reject that and push that back and say like, okay, you don't need all of that. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. Like unlearning all of the things you've been told and beliefs that you believed because you just thought they were yours. Right. But like they were mostly adopted. Um, and I, I can say from experience too, like I'm, and I think like it's a pattern of unlearning all of these because there, there's like things that pop up. You're like, oh my God, I thought that. Wait, I don't actually believe that to be true. And when you can start to sit in your own truth and like rewrite the story and feel like, what is my ideal body? Like, is it, is it that because I've been told that's what's quote unquote pretty or good? Or is it that because that's where I feel my best? Like, and navigating the difference between the external validation, the external praise, the external outcome, the physical with the emotional, uh, I feel really good right now. And knowing that our bodies have a set point weight, right? Like our bodies have a point where they're going to feel best and you can always be working on your yourself, but at the end of the day, your body's going to fall in a certain range depending on the season of your life too, but like it's going to fall in a certain range. And when we try to go beyond that, like you said, and we take that like dominion over it and we're like, no body, we're going to keep going. Buckle up, bitch. Like that's where it will start to revolt because it's like, Hey, I need more food. Hey, can you chill out? Like, Hey, this is enough. Like enough's enough, dude. And when we don't listen, that's when the binge eating can happen. The overeating, the, um, like all of the things. 
because we're so out of touch with what our body is actually trying to say to us, right? Right. And like, and, and knowing that diet culture doesn't just affect us individually, right? It's, a, it's affected everybody. So that is where right. that phase kicks in, right? Like at the height of my disorder, I was probably eating <laughs> less than 1500 calories a day. And I was working out for between two and a half, three hours a day. Mm-hmm. And that was me doing back to back you know, a a kickboxing class and then going and doing weightlifting at the gym or doing two classes back to back or, and people were like, that's great. Like, and not to say that you shouldn't, you know, have that team support or that morale, you know, that morale building with um, people, but right. No, nobody was like, Hey, that seems like, well, no, the one person was my husband and I ignored him. I literally, mm. I, I mean, I even said to him at one point, I was like, why didn't you say something to me? And he was like, I tried and mm. you would shut me down. And I'm like, I remember doing that because I was like, yeah. no, you're wrong. Everybody else is right. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Like, you know, I'm right. Like th- working out three, uh, three hours a day. That's not a problem. Like yeah, I, that's I, normal. Right. <laughs> normal I got the same. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy the things we tell ourselves, right? Like to, for what, like, like you talked about having everything have a cost and everything does have a cost. And like, like, what did that cost you? Right. It's like, oh my God, you probably didn't have a life if you were working out for that. You know what I mean? For that long. It's, it's crazy how that affects everything else. Like you don't have a life. You can't hang out with friends. Your relationship with your significant other is on the decline. Like, how do you have time to make food and work? Like, something's got to give. Yeah. And it was literally like, okay, you're getting maybe five and a half, six hours of sleep. You're, you know, which was shitty because I was super hungry and my my cortisol levels were off. But like, you know, barely like getting just enough sleep to squeak by and then going to the gym, you know, and starting the day there and then doing, you know, spending the weekends meal prepping, spending, Mm -hmm. and then all day seeing, you know, clients and doing work and then, you know, coming home and trying to get in that extra walk or trying to get in a little bit more of a workout or whatever it was. And you're right. Like that was my life. That was, and I was perfectly fine with that. I was like, no, this is this is my life and it's okay. And this is just what healthy fit people do. And you just have to be that like, you you know, anybody who doesn't understand that, then they're, you know, they're, they're not in my, they don't, they don't have a spot right now. Like they just Mm -hmm. don't have my life and, you know, realizing obviously that's not the case and really looking at like, what does it cost you to do, to do those things? And, is it worth it? And at the end of the day, like, would I like to be, you know, back down to, you know, the really, really close to what my quote unquote ideal was? Yes. Enough to put myself through that sort of, those sort of hoops and damage again? Absolutely not. It's not worth it at all. And recognizing too, that it's everywhere, including in our medical profession. Um, I literally had, and I say this because I want other people to know, I literally had the experience of seeing a doctor who very well-intentioned, she was very sweet, asked me about my history with food. I literally told her I was in recovery from an eating disorder. And her comment to me was, well, you could stand to lose another five to 10 pounds. Oh my God. In the same breath. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, bitch, 
I'm, I left sobbing because I was like, the doctor thinks I'm fat. Yeah. Like <laughs> she was, didn't, like, she didn't hear you. Like she yeah. was listening, but she did not hear you. Yeah. And I just like, and I was like, and I remember I came home and I told my husband, I was like, the doctor said that I could lose five or 10 pounds. And he was like, you, I'm telling you right now, please do not, please do not take her in. Do not take this seriously. I'm begging you. You do not need to lose five to 10 pounds. I'm begging you. And of course I was like, no, I can't listen to you. The doctor excuse me, the doctor knows best. So I need to lose another five to 10 pounds. Like that has to happen. And like realize, so just for everybody listening to, just to know that this is fully ingrained in our entire culture, you know, from the medical community to societal standards of what's beautiful to individual, every individual has some form of diet culture enmeshed and like realizing that and I think that can hopefully help take some of that pressure off too and realizing that you know we've all bought into this really fucked up version of what women should be um, yeah and now we're trying to do men too but or yeah really- yeah dude it's like it is so crazy how we give our and I've done it and I say this crazy because it's like wow when I actually started to take take a step back and realize like when we give our power to others like when we're like tell me what to do like tell me what I should be eating like tell me that you're like it's like what like why would that person know you know it's like we we are so easy to trust other people but we don't trust ourselves Mm-hmm. Right. And that, I mean, we could talk about this for a whole fucking hour, but like that so comes down to childhood trauma and like not being able to trust yourself because of self-betrayal and with your parents and all of this, all of these layers of like, well, if I'm not loved unconditionally, then I can't trust myself. Mm-hmm. And like when you grow up, I know from my own experience, like when you grow up in a, a loving family, but that did not love me in the way that I needed it it felt like I wasn't lovable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for like with your experience as well, it's like you start to do these things to try to prove that you are worthy. Like you are lovable. I'm like, okay, fine. If, if you guys don't think I am, then I'm going to prove it to you. Right. And so I like embarked on this fucking mission to lose weight so that I would finally be like good enough and Mm -hmm. then got there and it wasn't enough, right? And then it kind of perpetuates that cycle. And only in the past, like probably six months to a year for me in my own journey, has it shifted to an internal place of, wait, like I'm doing this for me. Like I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm not doing this for the Instagram. I'm not doing this to to be your coach. I'm not doing this for the podcast. I'm not doing this for my boyfriend. I am doing this so that I feel good in my body, period. That's it. And like, that was never, that was not my original intention with weight loss. My original intention with weight loss is to prove other people wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, to be worthy. And that was something mm-hmm. I think, you know, that, that comes up and it, it, especially again, like, you know, kind of going for hetero, I'm just heteronormative, like male female relationships like there's often that pressure for women to be like okay I have to attract a man like or I have to be I have Mm -hmm. to be pretty I have to be pretty for him like you know and even with my husband like there have been times the times that he loves my body where it's at now um the times that I've lost weight he's always been supportive but he's also said like I prefer different like 
I prefer when you're most comfortable, when you're most happy, right? Mm, and it, yeah. again, for him, it's not about how the body looks. It's about, do you feel good? Because when yeah. I feel good, right? When I'm focused on me and how my body feels, I'm much, cl- I'm kinder to myself, I'm kinder to myself. I want to do other things, right? Like I want to be with him. I'm okay with being touched. I'm okay with, you know, being intimate. Whereas when I'm in that place where I'm super critical and very judgy and like you have, oh, you have fat here and like, oh my gosh, Laura, your arms are terrible and your, you know, your tummy's super flabby. Like who wants to, t- who wants to be touched? Who yeah. wants to be and who wants to have sex with somebody that's complaining yeah. about them like no that's such a it's like the energy right like when you feel yeah. good you emit this energy you're like yeah. i'm confident like even if you're not like fully confident there yet whatever that means you can mm-hmm. be like okay i'm accepting of where i'm at right like you don't yeah. have to love it it's just like that body neutrality like acceptance mm-hmm. radical acceptance we've talked about yeah and when you do that you just show up so much more powerfully in your relationship in your work in everything because you're like well this is me. Like you own it. You own it. You're like, yo, I got fucking stomach fat. Who doesn't, right? Oh, that Instagram influencer who contorted her body and like got a back cramp from trying to show you that she doesn't have a waistline. You know, like, no, that's not real life. And and I can say from experience too, dude, like I was just having this conversation with Kurt the other day because I was super bloated. I don't know what I ate. It was like, I think it was uh, like a a cinnamon ring, uh, raisin English muffin or something crazy. And, um, super good, but like my body doesn't handle wheat well. Yeah. And I was so bloated and I was like, he was like trying to kiss me. I was like, oh, get away from me. Don't touch me. You know? And like, nobody wants to be, or like talk with or whatever when you're feeling icky. And it's like, the more that we can manage our emotional state, the more we can show up better in life, show up for our our work, our relationships, our purpose, and yeah. be present, which is exactly what your intention was. Your biggest yeah. mantra, right? Was like, I want to enjoy and be present in what was it like? Love and be. I want to and- love. Yeah, I want to be. I, I want to be present so I can give and receive love to those um, to those closest to me, or to um, give give love to to others. Yeah. 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 When, um, when any of my clients start working with me, I have them like create a mantra and that was Laura's when we first started. And it was so cool, like watching you evolve and creating that because that was not the first one. I remember like, it was very more, it was more like physical oriented and then it became very quickly like being present, loving and all these things. And I was like, Oh, this is so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you know, not, and then that takes, again, it takes the pressure off because it's like you, you don't have to that that you can do that now you don't have to be a certain size to do that you don't have to reach a certain weight loss goal to do that um Mm -hmm. recognizing those wins too like i think that is something that has been huge for me um even especially as i've gone through this and like there are times where you know i still have those days where i'm like you know i look down and i'm like hi tommy like there you are (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you got, you've gotten softer, you've gotten rounder. Um, but then I also look for those wins. And I will say when we were moving, we moved, so we hired movers to move all the real heavy shit. Cause yeah. my husband was worried I would hurt myself. Um, he, and he, he had reason to worry because I would have easily tried to be like, Oh no, we can move our bed. Like, come on, let's do it. Um, and we moved to a th- third floor walk up. So like, mm. no. 
Um, but we moved what we could. And I, going up and down those stairs, I lost count. I think the most, I stopped counting after 12 trips. And I was like, oh, I'm going up and down the stairs. And I was like, all right, you got like a couple more trips or whatever. But I did that. And we did that for, I did that for a couple of days. And then like, I'm, I was so proud of, I have this like case for my gym stuff, like with the storage bins, it looks like one of those cubby holder things. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Cubbies. And I was, and he was out, I think he was actually grabbing us dinner. And I was like, I'm moving this motherfucker myself. I'm going to, yes. <laughs> and I picked that thing. I mean, I emptied it off first, but I picked that thing up and I loaded that into the car. And you best believe I did a little dance afterwards. I was like, okay, <laughs> yes. My body may not look how I want it to look, but the motherfucker's strong. Like, you would not have been able to do that even a year ago. Like, yes. This is why we work out, Laura. This is why we do these things. Like, it's so you can climb stairs 12 times. And yeah, you're like, you're carrying bins and you're like, <gasps> yeah, it's terrible, which was terrifying to me. I was always afraid, like, if you have to breathe deeply, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. But I was like, nope, that's a cardio kicking in. And guess what? On the way back down, my breathing regulated and I was fine. And I was able to do it again. And I was like, this is, this is healthy. This is what your body should be able to do these things because you work, you work hard to make these things happen. But like your body doing these things, that is healthy. That is what yeah. your body is doing. And like, that is a win. And so what if it doesn't look the way that you think it should, right? Because even, even I, and I will say, this is why I'm thankful I'm not an influencer because y'all get really hate, hateful messages, but like, it does not matter what somebody else thinks. Like my body just did these amazing things and I can mm -hmm. be proud of that. And that is to focus on. So those moments to really help get me through, like looking for those wins, like you were saying, and really saying and acknowledging those and being able to say like, you know what, maybe my eating hasn't been 100% great, but I know that I get back on track, or at least I know that I do things that do feel good for my body when they need them. And what else do you do? Like, look at all the other habits you've established that you held on to. That felt comforting for me. It felt comforting for me in this, in this crazy shit show that is 2020. And I kind of, I'm not even gonna lie. I can't, I can't wait to see how this year ends. Um, yeah. Cause I think it's going to end so amazingly. It has to. Um, but like working out has been a source of comfort for me. Um, yeah. You know, so beautiful. Drinking my water, going for walks, doing some breathing has been a source of comfort for me. So those, and those are all things that are right that are good for me that help yeah. improve my mental and emotional well-being and those are important those are just as important as eating vegetables and you know fruit yeah <laughs> totally yeah it's like the the full you're like uh what's that word <laughs> totally it's the full integration of health right like the spiritual the mental the emotional and the physical and we often just so focus on what we can see which is the physical and that often is like the least impactful and so um what a beautiful like story i'm so grateful to be working with you um and I would love to hear, like, as we kind of wrap up here, like, for people listening, wherever they are in their journey, like, what is, um, 
what would you say has been the most significant shift for you in your thinking or piece of advice that you could give to the listeners um, based on all the progress you've made so far? A couple of things. One would be respect the person that you are right now. I'm not saying that you have to love them or even like them, but respect them because they are the person that will get you to, to where you want to go or, um, where you need to go. Um, sometimes I forget that, but when I look back and I'm like, you know what, especially when I first started losing weight and I was, like I said, close to 250, I, I respect the hell out of her because she got things going and without her, I wouldn't be who I am. So honoring, honoring where you are and honoring who you are, because that person is the person that's going to make these changes and the changes that are hard to make. Um, and, and also I think really reminding yourself that you can't, you really can't fuck it up and that this is, this is your life. It is not, I think we get so stuck on goals and short-term progress that we forget about, you know, I, I, you hear it so much from, from coaches and influencers and like, oh, is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? You know what? We have fooled ourselves into thinking a shit ton of stuff is sustainable (laughs) and realizing like, and you and I, I think are talking about now, like we're realizing few years into it, like, you know what, this is really long-term, not sustainable. Recognizing that it, it's, it takes time. Um, Mm. but that really, you cannot fuck it up. It, it's a learning process just like any other. And just giving yourself a little bit of grace with that and then focus, focus on those wins. Like, don't, don't look to this. I, I would say like, really don't focus so much on the scale. Don't focus so much on the alert on, on the size of even the clothes or your measurements focus on, do I feel better? Do I, um, have more energy? Am I sleeping better? Does my blood work look better? Like for me, especially early on, that was a huge win for me was seeing that blood work change and knowing it took time. Some things changed pretty quickly. Others took a long time. My blood pressure was the last thing to change. And I would say probably because I also experienced anxiety, that shit stayed high for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. even after I'd lost the weight, it took a long time for that to come down. So that was a huge win, you know, um, focusing on those things and less on the external focus on the internal focus on what you, uh, you have accomplished and giving yourself those wins, because that is also how you keep moving forward. If you focus on so much of how far you have to go or what you haven't done, it's discouraging. If you focus on what you have accomplished and the wins you're, you're accomplishing, are you taking in? Is it, it's empowering. It's encouraging. It pushes you forward. You're able to say, okay, awesome. I, you know what? Yes, I didn't nail this, but I did nail this. That's good. Like, I'm glad that I did that. And I'm going to feel good about that. And you know what? Tomorrow's another day. I try again tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So much gold and insight. Um, and I've had such a pleasure of working with you for the past six months and I'm so excited for the continued future of us working together and, 
um, as you continue healing and doing the work and the work is hard, right? Like it's fucking messy and it's so much better when we can do it together, right? Because like I would, there's no fucking way I would ever do this work by myself. It's just like too much. I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now without you. Like honestly, you know, you, you have, you have helped support me and push me to a point where like I was able to honestly let go of this fear that I held on to, like I clung to like a security blanket. Like, no, you cannot fully allow yourself to heal because if you Mm -hmm. allow yourself to fully heal, you're not going to accomplish these other goals. Mm -hmm. And I've now finally gotten to a place where I'm like, no, healing is heal, heal. And then, and then see what happens. Like, but allow yourself this space and see where you go because you've been holding yourself back. Like Mm -hmm. I've been holding myself back with that fear. And if I allow myself to just push and to embrace it and to say, fuck it, who knows what, you know, what's going to happen, but trust your body and see what happens. I'm, I could end up, I know I'm going to end up so much further than I would have if I held on so tightly to that control. And so that, that, and that all comes from working with you. Like I, you, I know for a fact I would not be in this space. So. No, well, I think it's so beautiful witnessing your, your shift to trust and surrender and, um, you know, we, we don't have to control what we trust, right? Like knowing that our body does know what's good for us, like what's best for us. Um, and I think for you guys listening, like wherever you are in your journey, just know that we've probably both been there. Um, and it's okay wherever you are and asking yourself, like, are you being held back by fear right now? And if so, is it really worth it? right? Like, because both Laura and I in our journeys have gained weight. And when we actually heal from the deepest core of it, the, the excess weight comes off just as a byproduct of taking care of yourself. It's no longer a thing you're even thinking about. It just happens. And I think shifting to really just tuning in, listening to your body, asking yourself what it needs. Um, that's the most empowering thing you can do for yourself. And you take the finish line off, you take the pressure off of yourself and you just show up and you keep practicing. So, oh, I love you so much, girl. I am so grateful that um, you're on here and you shared your story. And I know that it's going to inspire women all over. And I'm so grateful that Instagram has connected us and we've been working together for as long as we have. Yes. Same here. I have so much love for you and so, and, and so much respect and admiration too, because like I said, from the beginning, like you've just been, you've been somebody who has like that energy. And I think everybody who has been on your podcast has said like, you have so much energy and like (laughs) positive energy, but it's really true. And like, just so much love and so much compassion, but accountability and, you know, you're infectious. Like you just want to be with you and like want to, your energy is just contagious. So, well, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Um, and you guys, if this episode was helpful, please screenshot it, tag me at salty lifts. I'll share it with Laura. Um, and we are just so appreciative for you and, um, giving us the space and for you tuning in, taking time out of your day to listen. Um, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, Laura. Bye. 
And that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time out of your day. I so appreciate you and I value you and I am so grateful for you to be here. And I wanted to remind you that if you aren't already on the waitlist for my signature course, Break Through the Binge, which I've just recently rebranded and totally changed the entire curriculum to really empower you to break through overeating and binge eating and emotional eating, it's called Tastes Like Freedom. It's going to be launching this week. I'm so stoked. Doors are going to be open until September 30th. And if you are not already on the wait list, go ahead and head to the link in my bio to get $100 off when doors open. I am so excited to see you in there. We had 60 incredible women join the first cohort and I cannot wait to see you inside. If you have any questions, head over to my Instagram, send me a DM and let me know. I'm so pumped for you and your transformation. I'll catch you on the next episode.